0: Mm-hmm. I'm so discombobulated.
1: This, week. this is bad comedy. Especially the week off. Did you start the video before we went live there? Or... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we are off to a bad start. It's just a different sort of. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs>
0: Another episode of uh, This Geek in Comics, all right, geekers comic book shit talk show, shit talk show. show. I'm Gomer, co-host co-host Taylor here as well. What's up, dude? How's it going?
1: I'm getting by. Yourself? (laughs) It's the
0: weekend, you know. I'm just trying to get through it. I know it sounds weird. Yeah, normally it's the uh, it's the opposite of uh,
1: what I live for. The week. I live for the week. I'm kidding. I don't. Uh, You're so ever the cool. contrarian, I guess. Right.
0: What's going on, bro? How you been? You been all right? Oh, I'm pretty Was good. Last week
1: uh, off? Yeah. I just finished watching the Titans ball off a pretty impressive comeback victory, but I don't imagine that's really part of our uh, purview yeah. here on the, the sports show, ball. so I'll just leave it at that.
0: Yeah, the sports ball. Not a big fan. Not. I don't think we should go there. Uh, it's tennis. this
1: geek in comic, not this jock in comic, yeah, so let's jock, just leave it at that. This
0: jock in comics. Would it be no? It would be this geek in sports?
1: Oh, sports well, yeah, sports. I guess that would work. Yeah, yeah,
0: I watched Ted Lasso season two, almost all of it. I think there's still a couple episodes left. It was amazing. It was so great. Uh, I don't know what it is about this show, but it's just great. Very wholesome. Season two getting shit on a little bit.
1: Well, I mean season two almost always gets picked apart more so than season one because you know people are like oh this is so fresh and new and i love it and like you know i they're in a hard spot right because you want to try to take it in new directions but also kind of keep what makes the show the show in the first place yeah the
0: first season one was kind of like hey here's the characters here let's introduce them and now we're like learning who they are and some of it ain't great you know what i mean some of it ain't great but that's still a dope show. What did you do this week? Anything? Anything worth talking about? We were off last week, so you can bring up anything that from last week that we may like the Matrix. Did you watch the Matrix uh, Resurrections trailer?
1: I did watch the Matrix Jesus. Resurrections trailer. Um and I can't remember whether it was this week or last week but they dropped the trailer for the Hawkeye TV show which I did not yeah. realize is coming out this year. I thought it was going to yeah. be next year.
0: No, it's Christmas time. It's close to the end of the year. Yeah,
1: and it's going it to looks like it's a the Christmas iconography is going to be all over the show. It looks like
0: Oh man, I'm stoked. It looks just like uh, right out of the comics.
1: Yeah. And I know that oh, it's it only so like great. 30 seconds of material that we saw, but um Kate Bishop looks to be pretty spot on too. Yeah. All of it looks
0: great, dude. They got the the sweat Suit gang or whatever the you know jogging suit gang it looked yeah crazy. the tracksuit mafia, yeah, track mafia yeah mafia right yeah dude that shit look dope I'm I'm excited for it yeah but.
1: it's gonna be cool and but you matrix. asked about the matrix yeah um I don't know what the fuck is going on there that's like, exactly what
0: is supposed to be is it 18? like a
1: reboot or well it's not a reboot it's like no, a sequel a but like it looks like yeah. they're back in the matrix somehow I don't know yeah yeah. Like most of those characters were straight up dead, like no, Trinity man, the machines and machines can bring them back, bro. Uh, I guess. I mean, machines can bring them back. I was more confused than excited by the trailer, but it did look pretty cool. I mean, I'm I sure I'll check it out eventually, yeah. if, even if not like right away,
0: right? Well, and honestly, as someone who was, you know, pretty older, the the audience intended for the 1999 release of The Matrix uh the trailers for that were just as as fucking confusing you know what i mean they didn't want to give it away and that's part of the magic of it it's well that's true enough i haven't been this excited for a movie since based just off the trailer possibly since the matrix in 1999 i mean yeah i mean we bitch all the
1: time about trailers that give away everything so yeah yeah yeah, yeah
0: Uh, so yeah, we took a week off. There was there was not really anything else that we missed that we're not going to cover on this week's show. So, uh, unless you watch something awesome, we're getting into news. Adam was here, and then he dropped out. He was having some problems, so he may drop back in.
1: To see Adam.
0: Yeah, yeah, no shit. He's been off too. He's on vacation, I think. So good for him. But let's let's do some news. There's some good shit. That's a great cue there. Sorry, what were you saying?
1: Oh, just that it's <laughs> tough when I'm the only one dealing with your bullshit here, you know? Oh, I know. I know.
0: Trust me, I'm thrilled that it's just you and me too, a-hole. Uh, <laughs> all right, if just a real quick hit. Timeless, the one shot uh, from Marvel that uh, it was Jed McKay, Kev Walker, Mark Bagley, and Joe Bennett uh, is no longer including joe bennett and i think we all know why he got in some hot water over some shit that he said and did yeah
1: um well we fucking called it not to tune oh the yeah album. i mean
0: it was by the end of that week it was like within two days of the show that this was resolicited without uh, uh joe bennett involved i but mean they replacing him with greg land so
1: oh god but <laughs> okay so joe bennett is a better artist than greg land but yeah. this is definitely a situation where you want to cut bait you know
0: sure sure uh Joe Bennett didn't have anything else planned at Marvel. There was nothing solicited. I'm sure he was doing work for them and I'm sure he got paid for it, but it's never going to get released. Uh, so yeah, that's, I don't know. It's he'll, I'm sure he'll get work somewhere. So if people aren't really worried about his political beliefs and really love his art, Hey, I, I understand.
1: I mean, didn't that like GI Joe writer, like find a landing place eventually. Oh yeah. Aubrey citizen is working at, at, at dark horse
0: now doing books at dark horse. Most of his stuff is done. Uh, through Kickstarters and things like that, but fuck yeah, dude. He's got plenty of work. Plenty of work. Plenty of work. So, yeah, it is what it is. So, all right, moving on from Timeless, because I'm sure we'll talk about that a lot later. Uh, Big news uh, from the business, and I don't know how to feel about this. IDW is moving to Penguin Random House, just like Marvel did uh, earlier this year. Uh, Moved away uh, from Diamond as their one and only distributor. And that's kind of what DC did by going to Lunar and moving away 100% from Diamond. We'll go into those details in a second. IDW, uh, newly published and backlist comic book periodicals, trades, and graphic novels will sell to the direct market through Penguin Random House beginning on June 1st of twenty twenty.
1: Well, like with DC, I'm sure we can expect some growing pains with this, but I mean... We've hated Diamond for years, you know? I mean them having a what you
0: wish for. Well, them having a virtual monopoly
1: though certainly had its share of problems. But yeah, that is a good point that this is one of those situations where there's not really solutions, only trade-offs, right? Like this'll have its problems that didn't exist before, but I'm sure some parts of it will be nicer than were before.
0: The thing we're talking about here, right, in the two thousands. The comic book direct market was strictly comic book shops, the comic book or the bookstores and even online booksellers. They just weren't a factor at all in the overall context of selling comic books. So in that aspect, you did kind of have a monopoly in terms of retail of the actual comic books. So it made sense. That you had a monopoly of the distribution. And there he is. There's Adam back. Hey Adam. Hey
1: Adam.
0: I'm glad you got everything fixed. We missed you so much. You look I'm so, so refreshed. Hey, you you're guys. glowing. Though I saw, <laughs> I don't see you because you don't post shit to social media. All right, you're like a hermit on social media. But I think you
1: just said that he can't hear us, Gomer. You can't hear us still. Oh uh, man,
0: uh, that's the problem he had earlier when he got in. <laughs> Damn it. Damn. Uh, uh, so I mean, well, that's not. He's I've, alive. Hey, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, Diamond, just like Mar- with Marvel Comics, Diamond is still going to distribute IDW comic books. They are just going to do it through Penguin Random House as a wholesaler. Uh, and, the, and it's like a fucking math equation the way that shit works, dude, right? Because all these different yeah. places give you different discounts and different shipping costs based on how much and what you order, right? So while Diamond, yes, distributes comic books, they also distribute a whole hell of a lot of toys and a lot of uh, toys that are exclusive to Diamond. So if you're going there and you're like, all right, I'm going to, as a shop, right, I'm going to go order 10 statues this month, it might be in your best interest to go through Diamond that month, right?
1: Better? All right, third time's the charm?
0: It's not better, is it?
1: That's not looking
0: good. Oh, man. Uh, I can hear you. You got to check your mic, maybe. Or your headphones. It's all... uh, I don't think it's us, dude. I think it's the hardware. Well,
1: I mean, I can't imagine that we're any different than we were in previous weeks, you know? Uh, What do you mean? Oh, I just mean I. I agree with you that it's probably a problem on his end because I don't. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, I'm not doing anything different, you know, and I'm sure you aren't either. But yeah,
0: so I don't know what's up with IDW. Uh, we'll see. It's not really going to affect us, I don't think. It's going to no, probably not. I
1: mean, the most it could probably affect us as comic book readers is that we might have a few uh weeks where there's a uh, misshipment. Or, you know, they might short a few books here and there. But kind of like with DC, right? Where there's going to be these uh, growing pains as they start to, you know, get their pipeline managed. Yeah.
0: A good thing, though, Penguin Random House already has all the, you know, infrastructure in place to get it. Well, so did
1: whatever DC used.
0: Well, no, Lunar was brand new. They weren't just Oh, well, my mistake. Yeah, they were doing actually, uh, basically, it's Midtown Comics. It's just a big comic book shop. Yeah right and the way they were making extra money off that deal is they would buy so many copies they would get the exclusive variants but then they would be selling off their stack of books like they needed 200 to get the one in 200 variant that was 200 that they bought they're not selling those they're pushing those out to orders that they've had for months so they know they're getting that one in 200 variant way before they they actually have it in their hand and they can sell it at a premium way before it comes out. You know what I mean? So they're making money way before and everything is done in the warehouse. You know what I mean? Nothing is coming yeah. into the, into the, into a shop. So yeah. And again, dude, it's the 21st fucking century comics need to start growing up a little bit, you know, and this is going to help it, but all right, moving on video game news, believe it or not. Yeah. The yeah. Video games, uh, as um, we always put it,
1: yeah, quite a lot of trailers uh, dropping these last couple uh, of weeks.
0: Yeah, we're only talking about three. The big three, I think, uh, from the PlayStation yep. uh, event, uh, KOTOR. KOTOR is coming back. Remaster. <sighs> it's a huge deal for me, man. I love this game. I consider it the best uh, role-playing game to ever exist. It's amazing.
1: Well, I mean, I just recently got like the Mass Effect remaster when they re-released that. So I imagine that the OGs for KOTOR are equally excited about this.
0: Yeah, everybody should be excited about this. Look at that. That is going to be so great. That
1: looks dope as fuck. And honestly, this it could probably benefit more from a remaster because this is an older game. it's so game. damn old. Yeah. Sure,
0: sure. Uh, that, there was no release date. Um, oh, no, that's the wrong one. Uh, was there a release date? Uh, July 03, the original came out. There's no release date, but a 20th anniversary release seems appropriate. Uh, and that sort of makes sense, because everything yeah. they everything they announced uh, in this trio of news bits for the video games uh, is basically coming out in 2023. Uh, Spider-Man 2 was announced, uh, which is great. We already got 1 and then 1.5 kind of with the, the Miles Morales. Yeah,
1: I'm Spider-Man for the PS4 was masterpiece. It's yeah, arguably one of the, if not the best superhero game ever made. Um, it has, I don't
0: think I don't think anyone can argue against it as much as you could argue against some other superhero games. Yeah. Yeah, because this just captures the essence of the character, I think, just... Yeah, absolutely. Just so that's, well, like, so that's the well. coolest
1: thing about it, is, like, the same way that the Arkham Asylum game made you feel like your goddamn Batman, Yeah, this makes yeah. you feel like your motherfucking Spider-Man, it and it's does.
0: Yeah, it really is. It really is. I have a problem with those Batman games, but only the Riddler trophies. The Riddler trophies just soaked me right out of it. But anyway, Venom is confirmed for this. Yeah. Uh... Of course he is. Well, right? yeah, they
1: teased him at the end of the first game. So, yeah, you, know, you, you knew this was what they were going to do. And
0: he's be. huge right now. I mean, he's always been huge since he... Oh, but
1: could we potentially have three games in the series where we never get to the damn Green Goblin? Because not that that would be a bad thing, but I just, you know, who would have thought, you know? Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Can you hear us now? Uh,
0: damn it. I already- Motherfucker. <laughs> you can't hear us? Oh, uh, that's uh, it has got
1: to be his headphones. Got to be maybe headphones. if he like list. I don't know why I'm saying this. It's like he you can hear me say. It. But um, what if he like listens it's on you. another source or something? I don't yeah, know.
0: There's a there's a private chat you could talk to him on. But when we got Adam back for like a total of like 45 seconds, so that was better than the last three weeks. So,
1: it was good to see him,
0: right? Uh, finally, for video games, probably the big news is the Wolverine game. There's a Wolverine game coming from Insomniac. Uh, they're the same ones who make the the spider-man game that we were raving on yeah uh no no release date no nothing except for this he's sitting at a bar and he pops his claws which is really all you need
1: i mean uh, that's a hell of a trailer i mean it really was it really we was. know who wolverine is this is a great way to like get people psyched about it and the real ones wouldn't need the claws right you could tell that's him with the cowboy hat facing the bar oh
0: for sure and dude i don't know if you took a look at this but there are this is the princess bar i don't know if you see that up on the chalkboard here the princess bar yep uh the license plate over here on the right hand side hulk 181 lovely yeah the uh and you have to actually kind of zoom in and look for it but if you zoom in on the cash register it says 1974 which is the year hulk 181 came out uh yeah there's just a lot of awesome um, yeah i mean it
1: i mean i guess it's Not much to go on, just this trailer. But even that stuff makes me think these are guys who are coming to this as fans of the character. So that makes me feel pretty good about it. Yeah, and I
0: I mean, this basically, I mean, and you're right because this could be one part of of one level of the game where he's in Madripoor. But Madripoor is a great place, an exciting place to have a setting for a story or a video game. You know, it's it's it sounds cool. So, yeah, we're looking forward to those. Uh, I don't play video games anymore, not really, but I'm very anxious to watch everybody play all of those games.
1: That'll be a real treat to watch, I'm sure. But yeah. one thing, though, about the Spider-Man thing, or, yeah. uh, something I mentioned, they showed uh, Peter and Miles kicking ass together in the trailer, but apparently they said there's not going to be co-op, which, yeah, you now why put that in the trailer? That got me all excited for co-op. I'm sure the game will still be good, but, like...
0: It doesn't make sense to me either, dude. Yeah. It feels like that's... That seems like low-hanging fruit, yeah. Yeah, it seems like a no-brainer. Why wouldn't you want these two iconic characters swinging around with each other doing awesome?
1: Presumably, you could play as both, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, co-op just seems like a natural inclusion now that you have two Spider-Men. Seems dumb.
0: Yeah. Okay, moving on to uh, comics. Now we're back to comics. Uh, it has been announced that we're getting a new series of of series. Uh, I don't think these are one shots. But uh, it's called Wastelanders. Uh, we're going into the Old Man Logan universe. Which I thought was... Alright, let's go over the news first. All right, because yeah. we're getting a lot of books. We're getting Wastelanders, Wolverine. I think this was actually the copy of Wastelanders, Wolverine. Uh, that is by Stephen S. Denight and Ibrahim Mustafa. That's a good. That sounds like a dope book. Uh, sure, sure. Here it is. Maybe this was it. Yeah, Wastelanders, Wolverine. All right, and then there's a Hawkeye one. I think this is the Hawkeye one. Uh, he's obviously battling the hand there. It looks like the some sort of Mandarin or something character that kind of character uh, anyway that's ethan Sachs, uh and ibrahim e- robertson two Ibrahims on there it's got a little confusing uh but that's a jose maria casanova's cover that cover looks awesome it does uh there's a star lord one which we've already gotten a little bit of a star lord uh wastelander in this universe old man star lord book well yeah i think uh, we've had there,
1: um all of these i don't know about black widow but yeah all of these how are our existing uh Old man versions of these characters.
0: Yeah. Uh that's Richard Dewick and Brent Peoples uh doing that one. Uh there's a Doom one. Dr. Doom one. Uh that's Torin Gronbeck with uh, Julius Alta. And then there's again, you mentioned it, the Black Widow one, Stephen Estenite and Well B is doing the art on that one. I'm not sure about these dude. I love the old man Logan universe, but I've only learned anything from it. From Mark Miller's original, like, seven-issue run.
1: That you know? was a really fun story. Yeah. um, I haven't picked up any of the sort of spinoffs here, though. Yeah, I never read the Hawkeye one. I never read the uh, Star-Lord one. They were okay. Um, I actually
0: did, and they were yeah. just okay, though, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, that was a fun story that I don't know I needed all this from. I mean, it's an interesting setting. I could see how you could tell a bunch of neat stories about it, but
0: yeah. right, So, what about this yeah. angle? What is the whole gist, the entire premise of the Old Man Logan universe?
1: It's Unforgiven, but with Wolverine.
0: Like all the heroes died. Yeah, true. Well, where that? What the hell? <laughs> it sounds
1: boring. Oh, well, all the heroes died. They're like all well, the, the heroes, heroes died. But hey, guys, here's yeah.
0: all the fucking heroes.
1: Well, I mean, it's four out of like hundreds, yeah, so know. you know.
0: Uh, yeah, I like those two. And, you know, again, thanks for stopping by, Comics Miss Explained. I was gonna check him out. He's, I don't even know if he's streaming anymore, but he does have a pretty good YouTube page and an awesome Facebook uh, meme page. But anyway, the universe was first appealing to me because it was Mark Miller, because it was that, you know, dumb, stupid popcorn movie of, of, a, of an arc. Uh, and then we just kept going back. And then there was a run where old man Logan like came to the regular universe for a while. Yeah, he was there and, for like a year or something. And it's just like, man, can but I enjoy it, but then they show me this list of creators. Stephen S. DeKnight, well B, you know. I don't know. These aren't really high profile folks. So
1: I I don't recognize most of yeah. I can't like name any books that they feels kind of like yeah. a throwaway throwaway to me. Are right, we still got a little bit
0: more? Moving over to DC. We had IDW, we had some indie, we had some Marvel. Now we're going new books over at DC that were announced. uh, And these are just three of them that I picked out that were the like three brand new ones that are supposed to drop uh, by the end of the year that I thought just sounded dope. World of Krypton. Number one, Robert Vendetti is writing it. Okay. He's great, but art by Michael Avan Oming. Uh, It's a six issue. uh, Yeah. Regular size 32 bucks or 32 page four bucks. Uh, November 7th. Yeah, man. They're, just, they're going back in time in this modern telling of one of the most storied periods in comics in World of Krypton. When a catastrophic event befalls Krypton's natural world, it points towards a mass extinction in the making. Jor-El, head of Krypton's revered science council, embarks on a mission to save a world that may already have passed the point of no return.
1: Well, we know that it did, unless this is like an alternate universe. Uh,
0: it's like pretty cool.
1: Uh, yeah, like, okay, yeah. so yeah, we know... We know. There's it's still like Titanic. Like it's like Titanic. Can he save Krypton? No, we know that he can't. Yeah, we,
0: we know him. he can't. We know he can't. We know he can try,
1: but he yeah. will lose. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there,
0: there's a story to tell, though, sure. I'm stoked
1: with this. Um, I love
0: Vendetti, and dude, I'm a huge Oming fan. So yeah, I am all over this.
1: I assume this is Baby Kara on the cover here?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure.
1: I mean, there's only you know, so does, many Kryptonians say, we
0: actually know, but It does still. say, uh, Jor-El, General Druzad and even a young Kara, zor So there you go. It's, it says it's got political intrigue, too, which is a recurring theme. All right, second book. There's three new DC books we're going to talk about. Swamp Thing, Green Hell, number one. It's Prestige. Oh, shit, Jeff Lemire. Okay. Right,
1: right.
0: It's 7 bucks, 48 pages. It's only three issues. It goes on sale December 28th. Uh, and it is, yes, Black Label, so... Uh, The earth is all but done. The last remnants of humanity cling to a mountaintop island lost in endless flood water. The parliaments of the green, the red, and the rot all agree it's time to wipe the slate clean and start the cycle of life over. And to do so, they've united their powers to summon an avatar, one of the most horrific monsters to ever stalk the surface of this forsaken planet. Against a creature like that, there can be no fighting back unless you have a soldier who understands the enemy. Someone who has used its tactics before. Someone like Alec Holland. Shame he's been dead for decades. December 28th.
1: Uh,
0: Yeah. It's Jeff fucking Lemire.
1: It's Jeff fucking Lemire. And um, Swamp Thing is consistently one of the best titles they throw out there. So, yeah. um, Yeah, like you're saying, Comics Misexplained. Like, Lemire is an automatic got my interest, you know? Yeah,
0: we'll be talking about him later. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Uh, like this cover yes, too. Go ahead. Yes, more more swamp thing. Yeah, I like uh, that please. swamp
1: thing island here with like the yeah. skeleton under the waves. That's rad. Yeah, it's great, dude.
0: Yeah, I'm stoked for this. The Vat variant cover uh, is Christian Ward. This is a Christian Ward variant, which is great. And Doug Monkey is doing the this regular. Variant. Yeah. Uh, last announcement over at DC before we get into the best news of the week. Uh, one star squadron number one. This is Mark Russell, Steve Lieber. $4, 32 pages, uh, one of six, uh, December 7th. So this is in, a, in continuity. And uh, yeah, very large swan thing, Chia Pe- right? Yeah. Uh, these are just a few of the amazing titles. Oh, that's not what I wanted to read. One Star Squadron is DC's superhero team where heroism meets capitalism. This ragtag group of heroes led by Red Tornado is here to provide service with a smile All you have to do is send a request via their on-demand Hero app, and they'll answer any call. Whether it's a story about superheroes without a billion-dollar fortune or Fortress of Solitude to fall back on, heroes like Red Tornado, Power Girl, Gangbusters, and Minuteman follow these working stiffs as they work for a living while trying to parse one of the great mysteries of the world. Just who's signing those checks and why?
1: So, Um, yeah, Mark Russell... like he always has some cool things to say and right. yeah, this seems like a premise that's right up his alley.
0: Yeah. I think I'm gonna check this out.
1: I'm stoked for
0: this, man. This sounds so fun. So yeah, that's uh December seventh.
1: It looks like he's got a bunch of D listers that he can play around with. So like exactly. anything it can won't happen. Matter. I mean yeah. Power Girl and Red Tornado are gonna be fine. But everyone else here, you know, oh you yeah, still killing gangbuster.
0: Gangbuster's dead by issue by the end of issue one, maybe, but at least in the first arc. Uh, all right, last bit of news before we talk about What If, and it's two episodes of What If we're going to dive into a little bit. Uh, check out this comment first. You yeah, have Power Girl getting basically, right? right. She could probably make more money on OnlyFans. She'd probably sweep up in
1: that, honestly. Yeah, than yeah. going to do superhero nonsense. But, hey, she don't need that in her life, and she don't want it, I guess. But still. Sure.
0: Uh, all right, Nightwing number 87. The preview has come out for this issue and is going to be very special. Uh, It's Tom Taylor and Bruno Renando, but the entire book, I don't know if you can even tell by these four images, is one. Let me get rid of your fucking... Sorry, let me get rid of your stupid comment,
1: Jason. And then, you see? Well, yeah, this is the thing we have uh, raved so much about in each of these issues. And so, yeah, the whole comic is going to be one big... Uh, sequence of events page.
0: one long continuous image
1: man i love that
0: dude i might buy like three copies so i can like put it up hang yeah it up. like
1: if you could like take i don't know if you could because of the way they print it but like if you could have a way to like place all the pages like side by side you'd have and... to buy at least two copies because you'd have to yeah. like,
0: staple both and then fl- yeah flip it to get all the images.
1: That would be so rad, though. And
0: then I'd want a third one, so I have, like, an intact copy. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna cost me 12 bucks and some arts and crafts.
1: That's where they get you, Gomer. That's where they get you.
0: But, man, it's worth it. Look at that. Yeah. And these aren't even colored pages. Yeah. But just the sequential art here is just very innovative. It's genius. It's happened before. We've seen shit like this before, but
1: going all out. Well, I mean, this series has been doing exceptional examples of this. And, yeah, yeah, really just giving us what we want here, you know?
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I'm stoked to to see that. But now it's What If. What If. uh, We're going to talk about the zombies one first, which uh, I don't know if the word better is the word I'd use to explain the comparison between these two episodes. Uh, But Marvel's uh, What If on Disney Plus Episode 5 – what if Marvel Zombies? Uh, basically, this is sort of a look at the future of the Avengers, you know, because Captain America's not there, Iron Man's not there. A lot you of you know, the- it didn't <laughs> occur to Nightwing. me,
1: but um, yeah, more, man. man, Nightwing would definitely have, dude, it I'd, I'd sub to that, I'd sub um, to that, shit, bro. Yeah, I guess between um, <laughs> Hulk still being around, Spider Man, but um. I don't know about Sharon Carter joining the Avengers. Hope could be in there, though.
0: Yeah, well, she's definitely around, though, Sharon Carter. You know, in the main
1: MCU. Yeah, but character. she's a bad guy now. Well,
0: the zombies change everything. Sure so, enough. Yeah, this would be a... I mean, that right there, that's just freaking great. Uh, they had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. And yeah, the head of, of Ant-Man, you know, him wearing the the uh, Cloak Levitation... The cloak yeah. levitation being like a big hero in the episode, uh, yeah, just a lot of fun touches, a lot of nice shit coming out of that out of that series, man. Yeah, happy was great, blam blam, yeah, yeah, very fun episode. Uh, Scarlet Witch being the big bad was yeah. Uh, I
1: mean, cool. so like, yeah, the, I feel like the thought process for this one is like, hey, what's a uh, famous? Uh, what if story we've done in the comics, and yeah, let's do Marvel Zombies. So it's probably the most well known and easily the most
0: popular, dude. They've done like eight different volumes. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, There's they were so much,
1: they were writing that gravy train for like a decade,
0: dude. They were doing that before Walking Dead took off because Kirkman was writing on some of that shit, and he stopped doing everything Marvel once fucking Walking Dead took off. So, yeah, that's been 10 years at least, at the very least. Uh, I love where it ends with thanos having all but the the one rock that he needs and they've got it because there's room for more you know they could go back to these and and not finish them but can at least continue them and yeah i think that's dope i think that's awesome uh the other one we're going to talk about is the what if killmonger saved tony stark
1: yes i feel like the premise for this one is hey people like killmonger let's just make an episode about him
0: no shit for real we didn't see enough of him on screen. He's by far the best villain uh, that the MCU has had, by far. He's
1: definitely like on the short list. If I don't think anyone could dispute that.
0: Oh, he's he was right. In my opinion, he was right. He should have done. He, he, he had a point. If he would have won, I would not have had a problem with the movie. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of cool backstabbing, a lot of cool intrigue, and like, like yeah, it is kind of cool to see. Intrigue.
1: It is kind of cool to see Killmonger, like you know play his chess game here, you know, manipulating both sides, playing them against each other. Is this going to have a part two, though? Because, like, I feel like they kind of left us hanging there.
0: Well, and that's what I was saying about the one with, uh, you know, Thanos at the end, the zombie
1: one. Well, that one was, like, I feel like that was enough closure for that one. It's a zombie thing. Things are fucked. You know? Yeah. I feel like that one did not leave me want did not leave me wanting more this one did so is this going to have a part two because i think it needs one i think that i think all of these could get further
0: explorations you know what i mean you could explore all of these and i think it's just a matter of the popularity of them the success of the show and i don't think there's been a bad mcu thing i mean this isn't getting the talk that the live action shit got you know like wandavision and loki and well okay sure
1: i mean but this has been my least favorite of the shows just because i'm not invested the way i am with all the others but yeah like you're saying though this is still fun and that's the whole fucking point here right yeah the
0: reason i like what if so much in terms of comic book movies and shows comic books that have been adapted to screen conceptually this is the most comic book thing that has ever been adapted to screen you know what i mean yeah. The way it uses the themes of "What If"? What If is is a thing that only is in comics. It was the you know no it was it. There was nothing else. But yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of What If. I don't even know what the next one is. Like we've said before, I like being surprised.
1: Yeah.
0: Food news. Let's get into some
1: actual serious food. News. Mm, oh, real
0: quick. Mmm, yummy.
1: Go ahead, real quick. <laughs> All right, sorry, just real quick, I w- wanna point out my favorite line from the Killmonger episode, yeah. though, where like um, when he's killing Tony and like, you know the difference between you and me? It's I know the difference between you and me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or you can't see the di whatever he said, but yeah. it was a cool line it was. And like it was. Michael B. Jordan did a Michael B. Jordan was like carrying that whole episode. I mean, dude, and yeah. He's he awesome. He's got that character on lockdown. He's awesome. Too bad they murdered
0: him. Anyway uh david and we did want to talk about uh pokemon oreos where there's different pokemon stapled or slabbed into every oreo but we are not going to talk about that do not buy oreo support unions nabisco workers are on strike been on strike since august in the unionized bakery plants in five different states oreos rich chips ahoy uh what we're actually going to talk about is much more disgusting twix huh And and I say that, uh, you know, with the asterisk, whoever makes Twix, you know, whoever owns that and runs their factories, they're probably fucking assholes, too. All right. So don't get me wrong. But there's an active strike going on at Nabisco. All right. So don't at and be saying, Oh, Twix is some dickheads, too. I know. All employers are assholes. I get it. But we're going to talk about food anyway.
1: Uh, I mean, this doesn't (laughs) seem like the grossest thing in the world to me, actually. Oh, it gets gross.
0: Okay. It gets gross.
1: All right, talk so me is, away from it then.
0: This is a Twix seasoning uh, that you're supposed to put on uh, different things. On a shake, like a malt like this, I could see it. Sure, uh, here's sure. one where they're putting it on cinnamon toast. That looks delish. That looks delish. That's the Nabisco Strike one today. Oh, maybe it was. Hey, maybe I'm behind on my news. I was reading a lot of comics today, so if they did, hell yeah. And go catch them all. If they did, it's okay to buy Oreos again. <laughs> Uh, but the way Twix is selling this is they want you to put this shit on oh.
1: chicken wings. Oh, man. They really snatched defeat from the jaws of victory on this <laughs> They one. really did. They were like, hey,
0: you like ice cream? Hey, what about cinnamon toast? Every motherfucker likes cinnamon toast. Oh, but also shitty chicken wings. What the fuck? I mean. <laughs> yeah, finally at Twix, I can snort.
1: Someone's reading my letters. That's good. That's a good one. Hey, I mean, they're giving the people what they want, I guess. But. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine people want this. Oh my putting god! Putting it on like putting it on a shake, sure, great idea. Putting it on the toast, love it. Yeah. Putting it on fucking buffalo wings. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? I want to put it on cheesecake. Okay, sure, that sounds or good. Or pudding,
0: or like pudding, like banana pudding. Desserts,
1: just stick yeah, to like dessert Desserts, There you go. Or things that like you can put cinnamon on, like the toast, but not savory, fucking spicy,
0: dude. They literally have barbecue sauce over here.
1: Yeah. And like,
0: yeah. So that's fucking disgusting. Uh, but also kind of d- delicious, like at the same time. So, anyway, so that's your food news for the week. Uh, man, let's get into comics. This is a weird week for comics. Let's get into it.
1: The shows always fly by. When it's just- Hey, if Adam's listening and he wants to like share his top three in the chat, I'd love to see him. Uh I bet he might be.
0: <laughs> anyway, I'll go first this week. It's a very light week for me. Uh, and not really. I read you know, a bunch of stuff, but not much stands out. But one book definitely did stand out. Um, I don't want to mention that because I'm pretty sure you're going to mention it. Uh, but Kang the Conqueror, number two. Uh, this book's kind of weird.
1: Oh, I missed I out on this one. This week. It's kind
0: of all over the place, but the art is great. It's got some epic art scenes going on with these big battles. I mean, yeah, that's that's good goofy fun right Yeah, there. big goofy fun. Uh, you might actually mention this one too, but this is actually my real honorable mention. Uh, Trial of Magneto Number 2 by Leia Williams and Lucas Wernick. Uh, kind of all over the place, just kind of a mess. Uh, a little bit of a filler issue, I would say, because it just basically repeats itself in at least three or four spots. Uh, but, man, there's this great Avengers versus X-Men angle that they've gone back to that well so many fucking times. Uh, but I don't care. Uh, so, yeah, honorable mention for me.
1: Love this scene with the
0: Hey,
1: Gomer, I think you're cutting out a little bit.
0: Oh, am I? I'm sorry. Go no back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and this great panel here would with-
1: so yeah, it seems. Well, we will talk about this in a minute, I guess. But um, seems like Hope's the bad guy, I guess.
0: I don't know. No, Hope's has to have a reason why she. I brought... mean, she
1: sent Magneto to. I mean, obviously, Magneto didn't do it. I mean, Scarlet Witch told us that he didn't do it at the end of the issue. Spoiler alert, I guess. But, well, but yeah. Um, but it's been a week yeah long so long. why did Hope send him to do the thing? I. This definitely left me curious well, for what's it? coming Hope? next.
0: But yeah. Or was it Hope because might saw been. Speak show up at the end, too? And
1: also she's all like, oh, no, we can't read his mind. That's torture. He's like, hey, that would be pretty convenient if she was saying that when she was trying to cover her own ass. But, exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah, so it was, we'll, we'll talk about it again. But my actual number three was one that I wasn't even going to pick up, but I ended up picking up. Last Annihilation Wakanda. Uh, this is just a one-shot tying into the whole space adventure thing that's going on. Uh, not really much to say there was this great panel where Storm comes and helps out, which was makes sense because she's now the what emissary of the entire Earth system, you know, whatever. Uh, but it had solid art, and it's M'Baku taking his place as the hero of the Wakandan Space Empire or, or whatever. I don't give a shit. This book was just a straightforward hero-going-to-do-hero-shit story you know what i mean who's yeah. feeling down on himself this is like a quintessential marvel superhero comic book issue and it was wonderful dude it was just very refreshing to get something that was no must no fuss here's your shit you didn't you don't even have to be reading the last annihilation to enjoy this issue because it gives you everything you need to know just a really solid single sitting issue and I shouldn't have liked it as much as I did. So, yeah, my number three, Last Annihilation.
1: Hey, I, of all people, think that there's nothing wrong with just having some damn fun with a comic yeah, book. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, I mean, it was good in the context of The Last Annihilation as well. You know, it, it fit – it all the pegs fit in all the holes. So
1: Indeed, indeed.
0: Cool. No well, honorable mentions.
1: Number um, I'll just say the one honorable mention for The Mighty Valkyries, number five, uh, mostly oh. for some – Pretty breathtaking artwork. We have Iu
0: lists, um, Iu lists, or whatever his name is.
1: Yeah, I I'm Uless. not sure how to say his name, but which yeah, is a me, shame <laughs> because like he's great art. But yeah, we have like a yeah. giant fucking skeleton dragon facing off with like a giant fucking world eating wolf, and we do oh, indeed dude, get to what? see the wolf. The wolf eats hell. So you know, I'll just leave it at that. That's all I need to know. That so, sounds fun awesome.
0: That sounds yeah. so dope.
1: But cool. um, I never know- my number three is going to be uh, Trial of Magneto. Uh, number two, um, like you were saying, there's not as much to like about this issue as in the last. Um, we do have some nice, like, uh, artwork like this. This is probably the best page from oh, the whole thing. Beautiful. Um, but anything a Scarlet Witch
0: is just fucking gorgeous. Man. And I
1: do think that they did a good job sprinkling in some character moments. Like I liked um, Captain America talking to Pietro about Wanda and their grief and everything. Um, yeah. And it's you know very it was classic, yeah. Steve Rogers, you know. It there. was nice to see um, the Avengers and the X Men actually. I think getting along fairly well, although like yes, uh, until they started kicking each other's asses, sure. Well, I mean, they all punched Magneto, and everyone's <laughs> yeah, punching Magneto here, which incidentally, punched, like, like of all the Avengers, who could have shown up, they picked like the worst possible team to square off against Magneto with.
0: Yeah, but. Still, um Magneto been punched like 20 times in two issues in
1: this book. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Magneto must have bit. some sort of like superhuman endurance to him because like, yeah, he's getting yeah. fucking wrecked well, by like the, Quicksilver and like you saw the wasp like upper deck in there. Yeah, he's in the hospital thing or whatever for
0: the first half of the book, so.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, but it left me curious about what's coming next. And oh, hey, for if sure. A, oh. If a book – yeah, if a book is doing that, then it's doing something right. So Yeah, yeah.
0: there's no way I'm dropping this till I get to yeah. the end. Which I'm sure is going to end with Scarlet Witch and PHO actually being mutants. No course, harm. I no mean, foul.
1: And that was then, a that was a dumb change. And if this is how they change was. it back, you know, more so power to it. them. So be it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh and I also, and I'm going out on a limb, I think, a little bit here, but maybe not too much with the solicits for the uh, strange hold, strong hold, dark hold, whatever the fuck it is. She's going to be the new Sorcerer Supreme.
1: Oh, sorry. Wanda?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. Imagine I mean, the power of Krokoa with that, with now with the Sorcerer Supreme too. What? Yeah. yeah. It's going to be awesome.
1: And uh, May, that might be a good way to be like, we hate you, Wanda. I'm like the most powerful sorcerer in existence. Okay, you can stay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you're cool now. Yeah. Cool now. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, and it's oops.
0: okay if mutants hate her, as long as you know it'll add another wrinkle to the whole thing. I I think it'll it would be better. So Uh, cool. Good choice. That was your number three trial.
1: That was my number three.
0: Yeah. Awesome. My number two is again this book. Just it caught me, and I can't stop loving it. Bermuda number three, uh, John Layman and Nick Bradshaw, and it's mostly because. Nick Bradshaw is just laying down pages like this on every page. There's not a, a yeah. I mean, centimeter of of page that is wasted.
1: Yeah, I mean, he know he is definitely telling a complete story, moving across the page here, and that's something you would love to see. Uh, um, it's one of the reasons why we read comics in the first place, right? Exactly. Is they, can, they tell they can tell the story like this.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just a regular fantasy story. It's sort of like a portal story. There's this fantasy world that's sort of in the Bermuda Triangle, but really it's in a pocket dimension. And we're working, like scientists in the real world are working to get over there. It's great. It's built this wonderful world and only three issues. Um, This is only a four-issue miniseries.
1: Oh, so I should be able to get it in trade pretty soon. Oh, sure yeah, probably
0: within the month. I, w- I would assume IDW is going to pump this out because it's getting very good reviews. Um, I'm just really smitten with this book. I love the writer. I love John Lehman uh, and Nick Bradshaw. You can see it right there. It's just a genius, just amazing. I hope we get more from this world, from this character, and from these two creators in here, dude. It's just fucking wonderful. I'm really glad I picked up the first issue you know, and and kept with it. It's just, it always draws me. As soon as I look at the preview for it, I'm like, oh shit, I gotta, you know, I gotta. Was this
1: one of those books where like they threw out the map and that's what hooked you? Yes.
0: Yeah, there's a map at the end. Anything that's got a map is a hundred times better. I don't give a shit what it is.
1: If there's a map. Maps are cool.
0: Maps are awesome.
1: And and legitimately it shows like, you know, thought being put into the setting, into the world. And it's literal world building in a way. You know what I mean? And Yeah. Yeah. Uh, awesome, yeah. Number
0: two, I have a feeling. Uh,
1: my number two is uh, Black Widow. Yes, number best cover eleven. cover of the
0: fucking. Yeah, weird. that is a
1: astounding cover. I love like, the gun smoke going up into the dress like that. It's.
0: It's like right out of James Bond, dude. You know, it there, is. That is some James Bond style fucking. Oh, it's. I love. Yeah, it, it looks. This love would. It.
1: This looks like a James Bond movie poster. Yeah. And they have a lot of fun with the covers in these issues. Yeah. so She's using, like, the title card is, like, her mask. You know, that's cool. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, this is just consistently a fun read. Um, we always get at least one of those amazing uh, sequence is. pages. Yeah. And the, the bad guy here was, like, kinda basically lame. just, like, a gimmick character. Yeah, but it was a lame. fun gimmick. Yeah. The, the gimmick was interesting. I don't yeah. think it's a character that has a lot of legs to them. And this really was just, like, a transition issue. Like it, this is like a one of one story. In between yeah. the last arc ended in the last issue, and they're starting up the next arc in the next issue. But you know, still, um... all the Raphael
0: Torre books for this Black Widow book would make it amazing if Elena Casagrande was not the regular artist on this book. She is just head and shoulders above everyone else for what she does, and this is almost like Rafael Torre trying to do what she does with these sorts – like this is a great page. This is great. Elena Casa Grande doing shit like this on every fucking page, every page. Torre just can't keep up, man. And the book suffers for it. It's still great, it's still awesome, but it's
1: still good. It but makes
0: you it makes you appreciate Casa Grande even that much
1: Costa more. Casa Grande is a singular talent, especially when it comes to like the fight scene she draws. Oh yeah. it's
0: it's just amazing stuff, dude. It's it's yes, it's just amazing, amazing stuff. Uh yeah, excellent choice. Still a solid read, even with that gripe, but uh moving on, finally, number one. Uh, it's it, easy pick for me I read this book like 3 or 4 times this week Primordial number 1 from Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino uh, this is the team that brought you Gideon Falls which I considered to be the best thing on shelves when it was being released week to week and this has taken it's place this is the kind of shit we're being treated to in this book oh man uh, that's
1: trippy as fuck
0: the whole book is trippy like this too and that's really what they're leaning into. Uh, with Gideon Falls, they leaned into the horror aspect. Uh, in this, they're using the same sort of devices, the same sort of writing and the same art, you know, style, to just be trippy and weird. Uh, the basic premise of this issue is all about animals dogs and chimps that the U.S. and the USSR sent into space during uh, the space race in the Cold War, right? Those animals went missing. The entire thing is a big, dark conspiracy. Everything after that was faked. Unbeknownst to the people of Earth, these animals now appear to be lurking in some sort of like, other dimension, and they're super smart now. But it only sort of hints to that, right? Uh, And it's weird, dude. Jeff Lemire is just sort of plotting us along very slowly between conversations uh, between a couple of characters, but then scenes like this are just dropped in there. I mean, look at that. That is just amazing art design it really is wow uh and then you get shit like this
1: oh is that Leica?
0: yeah that's like the the dog sputnik 2 i think uh but you'll notice up here uh in the upper left you have this guy here and the next panel is another guy that's basically the whole book except for these sorts of pages here it's still delivered well it's delivered exactly what you'd expect to be delivered from a comic book. But then it's just like, all right, now, bam, Sorrentino hit him with the fucking psychedelic shit. I mean, look, they're leaning in so hard. Look, that's straight out of dark side of the moon. I mean, they're not (laughs) pulling any punches. They're not trying to, to hide their cards here. They're telling you exactly what is coming and I don't give a shit. Oh man. Uh, just unique and beautiful art style. Lemire is a master. You he doesn't even need to have a critique, you know. He's he's Jeff fucking Lemire, uh, and yeah, this is just another piece of comic booking. Easily my favorite thing on shelves this week, by far, by a mile. Uh, I can't wait for the second issue uh, and the rest of the series. I hope it goes on for a hundred issues. It's brilliant. I love it.
1: Well, I'll have to add that to my trade uh, pile.
0: So good, dude. So good. Uh, awesome. That leaves you number one. I can't imagine what this is. Honestly, all right. What you're what gonna think? hate this. I'm trying
1: to think. My number one this week is uh Fantastic Four number thirty five. Oh ten dollars. The sixty year anniversary issue. Ten (laughs) dollars. Yeah, okay. So I this is a number one that I might not necessarily recommend you actually buy because it is a lot. It's a big price tag. And um the story itself has its faults. I mean if I could have picked someone other than John Romita Jr to draw it, I probably would have.
0: That's all I needed to see was that preview
1: and I'm like, nope.
0: I mean, no, he does no a JR fine
1: for me. He does all right, but certainly there could have been better options, but he is not This favorite. is a love letter to the Fantastic Four and on that that's front, that. that's the it, review, that's the review I read. Great, yeah. yes. That's the review I read. Um, they come up with a pretty interesting uh framing device where like the Kangs get together and um, they're going to go fuck with the Fantastic Four in different time periods. That oh, gives us an fun. excuse, yeah, to look at the Fantastic Four in different eras. We have like the old uh, Lee and Kirby Silver Age Fantastic Four. We have like the grungy 90s one where like things were in a mask for five minutes. We have the future Foundation yeah. run represented. And then that's the last cool. one was a little Hickman, gratuitous. My FF, was lots FF of is run. my FF, man. That's- I mean, Hands down, one of the best Fantastic Four runs ever made. It ranks up there um, with
0: the only other one that can contend for it, and that's the first one, the first run of that. Family.
1: Hey, don't sleep on uh, Wade and marine I though. do,
0: I do, but it's, I just don't like it. It's good. It's just not.
1: Regardless. Yes, um, yes. I really enjoyed them kind of embracing it let's just call it the campiness of the fantastic forward. Sure, like they sure. win through like teamwork and like read out smarts, the bad guy. And like, we have all these things where it's like Ben and Johnny are bickering. And you know, like,
0: yeah. It leads like, into a, those like fifties and sixties family sitcom tropes. Like yeah. the beaver.
1: Almost. It felt like Way the writing back. was like appropriate to the era every time we saw it. And so that's to Dan yeah. slots credit that he did a pretty good job with that. Um, the backup issues were pretty fun too. Okay. Good. Um, anything noteworthy
0: any creators noteworthy creators on there because i didn't read any of this or even really look into it
1: uh we got mark wade popping in here first well well.
0: classic you just yeah he just gets a mention living legend it's hard to deny how amazing mark wade is indeed
1: indeed um but yeah so if you want if you're a fan of the fantastic four i think that you will enjoy reading through this if you're not i probably couldn't justify you spending 10 bucks on it yeah that's a
0: hard sell dude i don't even care if you're a fan that is a hard hard sell
1: well as i read through it i did not mind that i spent the money so take that for what you will and that's my number one
0: uh question just a quick aside before we wrap it up did you read marauders this week
1: I did not read Marauders this week.
0: It was a fucked-up issue, but it had Phil Noto art in it, and it's worth it just for that Phil Noto doing Emma Frost and Kitty Pride. Oh, my goodness. Dude, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. But, yeah, it's a fucking weird story, man. That's why I didn't make my list. So, uh, Awesome. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out. Uh, catch the comic book bullies. They're going to do a show tonight. They did not do a show last week because Leroy has a big, giant hole in his living room. So, Oh, what the fuck happened there? Exactly. Definitely tune in at Midnight Central Time or catch them on the replay uh, right here on this channel. We got a final comment here. Hey, later dudes. Hey, thanks a lot for stopping by, bro. I appreciate it. Thanks for hanging out. I used to stream with Comics Miss Explained every week and, man, it was some fucking great times. But uh, Alas, uh, yeah, check out everything we got going on at OutRackGeekery.com. We got a ton of links there to all the different stuff we have going on. Uh, Tune into our previews show next week aka david is definitely going to be stopping by uh i think we adam might come by uh hey thanks joshua tree thanks for stopping by bro i appreciate it um so yeah there was also shit going on throughout the week with big Willie doing stuff so yeah we appreciate you guys coming by but most of all i want to thank this joker for hanging out with this joker i actually have a McFarlane's doing a three Joker. Oh, but we're tonight. only
1: two Jokers this week.
0: I know. McFarlane's doing a uh, a set for the three Jokers. Isn't that whack? I might actually get it because I think that's
1: dope. Anyway. That was a tell- resoundingly okay I know. Series. Yeah,
0: Taylor's like, yeah, Jeff Johns kind of washed up, but whatever. I didn't say that, but well, yeah, I don't I'll know. Say it. I'll say it. Uh, he hasn't done anything as good as the stuff he has done before. He has uh, anything, we're gonna
1: do it again next time. Same geek time, same geek channel. Yeah, I like when you're on the spot with it. Hey man, I don't like Wait. doing it, but I will. If I need it. That's